you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. pertinent information. The schedule for season finale Saturday has been announced. It starts your Saturday afternoon with Chiefs Raiders at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And then at 8.15, massive implications within a division. Titans Jaguars Week 18 Saturday doubleheader on ESPN ABC. And all those games will be streaming on NFL+. Plus. Importantly, though, the rest of the Week 18 schedule will be announced tonight during Monday Night Football, which is a tasty little matchup that we're going to talk about right now. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Monday of a new year. Happy 2023, everybody. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Sean O'Hara, any resolutions for you this year, my friend? Uh, resolutions? Boy, I don't Got know. Nothing. I, I haven't created anything. John Blank. How about win a playoff game? Oh, okay. Yeah, a team. It's a team-oriented resolution. You two, you want to tee anything up for uh, you want to be held accountable on live television for for the rest of the year? We, we did that on Friday. You didn't come to work. Oh, right. We already right, did right. our resolution. Wow. I was, I was come to work. breaking up a dance move. Was that a dance move? We saw. Was, is that what you called it? <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. That was the wave. I think oh, you're, you're supposed to that continue video it. Of me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you got to continue it. No, no. He doesn't want to continue it. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to lead block. Lead block. We don't need to watch it. Dance moves. Let's I talk like a little it. bit of football. I like it. Bills have the easiest path. A win tonight and in week 18 against the Patriots. And the whole thing is theirs. Week off, home field, bye, you name it, they got it. If Buffalo loses tonight, the door opens up for the Kansas City Chiefs, who would just need a win against the Raiders. Again, that game is on Saturday night to close out the season. Bengals need a win uh, in both of their final games and some help from Kansas City for all this oh, to work for Cincinnati. That's a lot. It's a lot. But the AF, there's been a lot going on in the AFC all season long, so it kind of makes sense that this is what it boils down to in Week 18. Context, Peter. What will we have our eyes on tonight? Because as we just mentioned, a lot of it hangs in the balance tonight. What are we going to look at? We've had this amazing trifecta of quarterbacks in the AFC, and I'll throw Herbert in there because he's been awesome too, but it's been Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. Now, yeah. Burrow played Mahomes, Mahomes won, okay? Mahomes played Allen, Allen won, okay? For the first time in their careers, and for the first time this season, obviously, we're getting Allen versus Burrow, and it's <laughs> this late in the season in Monday Night Football with huge implications. I got this stat yesterday. I asked our excellent researcher, Rich Goldberg, to double-check it. This is the most combined touchdowns in an NFL game because they're playing so late in the season and they're having such good seasons. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, they're going to break, obviously, Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers because of this. And I, and I just can't wait to see who this wins this quarterback showdown. I think these two are going to be playing in big games for the rest of their career. I think neither franchise is ever going to let either one of these guys go. Yeah, I know Tom Brady plays for a different team. I'm just saying in the near future, we're going to be seeing Burrow under center for the Bengals, Allen under center for the Bills. And this is for all the marbles. And if the Bills lose this game, 
things get really, really difficult for Buffalo. I don't want to see them have to play a game against either the Steelers or the Dolphins in the playoffs and then have to go on the road in the AFC Championship game if you're a Bills fan. And if you're the Bengals, well, you could secure that AFC North title and you've got a home playoff game and here away we go. Two great young quarterbacks on Monday Night Football with huge implications in January of the regular season. This might be the coolest Week 17 game that we have seen that was put on the schedule beforehand between two non-divisional opponents. I'm here for the, for the fireworks. I think they both show up and I think they both play big. If I'm Buffalo, I know it's tough. I know you're on the road, the whole thing really can't lose this game. I don't want to have to go back into Arrowhead. I yeah. don't. I don't want to have to go into Cincinnati for godforsaken reasons if the Chiefs somehow lose and we got to go back. Like, yeah. take care of business. Win tonight. I love that full screen. Ryan Tannehill was on that full screen. Bro yeah, and Allen are great, and everybody's yeah. going to be watching them tonight. And because of that, I want to look at Leslie Frazier and Lou Anarumo. I want to see what these guys are drawing up and how they're going to attack these quarterbacks and get after them. Because with great quarterback play, there's defenses out there that are opportunistic and want to make plays. You look at this Bengals defense, and they don't rank at the top statistically. They're more middle of the pack. But you look at their last few weeks. They're playing the Patriots. They come up with a huge turnover late in that game to secure the win. They were playing the Buccaneers, and it was just like, my goodness, they're beating up on them. The defense comes up with turnover after turnover in the second half to give Joe Burrow and the offense the opportunity to come back in that game. Both of these defensive coordinators' names have been mentioned as potential head coaches with everything that they've been able to draw up and how they've been able to lead their units. Buffalo, on the other hand, has been one of the best defenses in the league this entire season. Points against, taking the ball away. They've lost Von Miller. Tredavious White wasn't out there for a good amount of the season. He's now back. These guys have found a way through it all to continue to be at the top of the league, and both of these defensive coordinators are great at what they do. So for me to Tonight, I want to watch. You guys know, I'm a defensive guy. I want to watch what they draw. Do they blitz these guys? Do they sit back in coverage? I want to see how they go about attacking both of these young quarterbacks who are so good at what they do. Yeah, both defense quarters hoping they could get pressure with just four so they don't no have doubt to about expose it. anybody, put anybody one-on-one. I feel like these matchups, look, we always focus on the quarterbacks. And, and when I was playing, I'd always be like, like these guys, they're not even on the field at the same time. Like, it's, <laughs> it's Burrow versus Josh Allen. No, no, it's their, I guess their defense, to your point. But <laughs> It does feel like, like, like this is kind of bringing back the good old days, right? Yeah. Like Boomer Esiason and Jim Kelly. Nice. And then for the AFC, we always had Manning and Brady. And you look at, at these two teams right here. I, I'm, I'm going to go just kind of peel back the onion a little bit here. The quarterbacks drive the league, right? But it's who can protect their quarterbacks. Oh, the offensive line is There's a couple of little okay, wrinkles on. in this game that I'm watching tonight while everybody's watching the QB. Let's talk like Elko. Let's, Let's, go. Let's Come go. on, Josh. you got to help me win my fantasy playoff team. Oh. I'm, I'm watching Mitch Morris coming back from concussion. Okay. All right? Against DJ Reader, quietly one of the better like nose tackles like in the it. league right now. All right? That's going to be a great matchup to watch when the Bills have the football. But when the Bengals have the ball, all right, Lyle Collins out. Mm -hmm. All right, they brought in Lyle Collins. The, the whole narrative after the Super Bowl loss was fix the O-line. Can a Deji do Alice it? captain there. Akeem Adonaje, can he hold up against Greg Rousseau? Obviously, mm -hmm. no Von Miller, but that's what I'm watching. All right, who can keep their quarterback upright? We know Burrow has, has been sacked a lot. He, he doesn't quite have the mobility Josh does, but I, I'm honing in on those two guys. Those guys have big assignments. I think it's a big point because we talked about Whitworth coming back to the Bengals, like right. almost kiddingly, but then, you know, Whitworth is actually, like, I'm, I'm available if, if they actually do call. They didn't. They stuck with their guys. Do you see Burrow being under siege tonight? 
I, I think that they're going to give him some help. Like, if you have a right tackle, you can give him a help. It's a lot easier to help him than it is a left tackle. Mm. You can chip him. Okay. You can put the tight end over there, run the football a little bit more with Mixon. Um, so it's a lot easier to give help to your right tackle mm. than it is your left. This game has so many layers. We're talking about the nuances of how to help a right tackle versus a left tackle. <laughs> Peter, what was that term you used earlier? Rocking chair, Rocking game. chair game. You know you have it from the very start. You can smoke a cigar. But see, I want to take. I want to. I want to redefine a rocking okay, chair like game. This. I like this. I want to just sit back and enjoy the hell out of <laughs> this. Because good there isn't a single part of this game that I am not going to enjoy tonight. I, like I was just it. looking up special team stats. The Bills have one of the best kickoff returners in the game. Like you can go so deep on how good these two teams are. And I'm sorry, the joy of the hand, the gentleman's handshake that these two quarterbacks could have to say, let's just do each other a favor and somebody keep Mahomes out of hosting a playoff game because that's how deep this game goes. This is the new rocking chair game. Sunday, Giants, you had it. You can enjoy your smoking jacket and your cigar. Monday Night Football, rocking chair game because we all get to sit back and be like, oh, is this is the only game on? Oh, this I just get to enjoy Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? Sure. I'll stay awake for this one. I'll take so the good. recliner. Can I, 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 I want something so to hold the legs up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I made a mistake. I don't know why I said uh, that Burrow beat Mahomes and trust me, Bengals fans are like, Burrow never lost to Mahomes. I, I, we know I, what you I, meant. I, oh, I we got Burrow it. Burrow Mahomes. <laughs> we did a whole thing where he owned him, right? Mom, get him, fans. Get him. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All right. I, I'm the first one to jump yeah. on a mistake. I know. So I'm it's sorry. A Monday. Get yeah. on. Burrow owns Mahomes. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get also, it. this evening during the game, I will also be working on my buffalo chicken chili recipe. Do you have one? I'm going to work on it. Buffalo chicken wing chili recipe. Oh, count me in. Buffalo chicken, chicken wing chili, chili recipe. Try like wings. The Cincinnati Buffalo Fusion. Coming up on Good Morning Football, we are going to give out our very first game balls of the year. Feels a little different, huh? Hits different in 2023. Everything hits different. Everything hits different in 2023. Yeah. Jared Stidham possibly could have got a game ball. We'll see. But Brock Purdy, he got it done as they got the victory. Can he be the guy to lead these 49ers to go deep in the playoffs? We'll discuss it coming up next. Do you think I make the wings first and then use that chicken in the chili? Ian said yes. no. He said don't do that. Well, guess what? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Forty Niners, nine straight victories, twelve and four. They've got three quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, what do you got to say after the game? I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody wants to make a game close or anything. You always want to put up points and, and win in a comfortable way. But for us to go through that kind of you know scenario and for our offense, and then even for myself, games on the line, and we have to move down the field and put up points and trust the defense, like all that kind of stuff. So. I think it was great for our team and where we're at, you know, in terms of what our goal is and all of this. So, you know, it was good, good for us to go through that. Sure, Edville's adversity builds character, and it just tallies wins, if you will. San Francisco now up to the two seats. They've still got a shot at home field advantage if they win and the Eagles lose in Week 18. So we've talked a lot about a handful of NFC teams so far this morning. 
Let's focus on the 49ers. They may be the best roster in football, but they got this young kid at quarterback who's kind of making a name for himself. Jason, what do you make of this squad? I like Brock Purdy, and I think he's, he's undefeated as a starter, but a lot of those we've said, well, the defense has played so well, and he hasn't been asked to do much, and he's continued to be efficient. But what impressed me about yesterday's victory is they were down 24-14 to 14 in the second half, and Stidham played out of his mind. I'm watching this game, and I played with Stiddy for a few years, and I'm like, go, Stiddy, go. For Brock Purdy, he answered the call each and every time. When they would go score and Raiders would make a play, San Francisco would go on a drive, and they'd come back, and they'd make a play as well. So when you watch Brock Purdy, his numbers, every time he goes out there, are efficient. 22 of 35, 284 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. But for me, it's the resiliency. It's the poise that he's back. When he's out there as their quarterback, no one seems to panic. Everybody has a lot of belief in this kid, and he shows up each and every week. So the question we've continued to ask is, all right, what is Brock Purdy going to do when San Francisco's down, when the defense doesn't perform well? Can he do what they need? Can he put the team on his back? Can he do a game-winning drive? And we saw that yesterday. Fourth quarter, they need to go into overtime, and Brock Purdy continued to make plays, not losing the game, but making plays to win the game for San Francisco to be able to squeak out a win. Defense didn't play perfect, but they're still the most talented defense, best defense in the NFL. So you have to feel really good if you're a 49ers team. Third-string third quarterback at this point, but he's playing really well, and their defense will bounce back. Listen, the Vikings and the Eagles made the 49ers look better yesterday in the NFC conversation as a whole. Brock Purdy, I find so fascinating. He has not at one moment, and I'm a little worried this is going to happen in January, and please, dear God, I hope it does not. I hope Brock Purdy does not go through like the awkward teenager phase <laughs> as a new quarterback because he's just kind of been a grown man this entire time as a rookie and we're going to use the name that we do not use for the player that is drafted last in the draft because he looks mature he looks calm I, I, I click around the game I watch in red zone the 49ers are like an adverse offensive situation third and seven he drops back he doesn't look scared he just he when he when he scrambles he looks like he still knows what his reads are I'm so impressed by him but also Debo and Christian look fantastic. The two-headed monster, Peter, I think is what you said. Like, they look good. They look really good. Yeah, Purdy, he looks composed. He looks yeah, composed. his ears yeah. a little bit. He's definitely spent some time in a rocking chair. I, I think when you look at, at, at this team, you mentioned the roster is huge. So I'm, we got to give love to John Lynch, right, the general manager. Assembling this roster and then making the trade for Christian McCaffrey. When you look at what th this run that the 49ers have been on, look, it's directly correlated to McCaffrey coming. He came in week seven. He, he didn't start that game, but since week eight, they've been on a heater. And I know you, they went into Vegas. Look, crazy things happen in Vegas. So that game, you can kind of just throw that one out there with, with, with what happened to the defense right there. They gave up a ton of points early on. But I look at the McCaffrey effect on this offense and 192 scrimmage yards uh, yesterday. When you look at what he's doing for this offense, the different wrinkles that he's given, now it lets Purdy have that play-action passing. It gives this offense some teeth. So I think McCaffrey has been huge for them. And, you know, look, as good as Purdy has been, the biggest asset that he has going right now is he's accurate. Like, he, he, he doesn't miss. And I tell you what, the 49ers might have a Lombardi trophy if – they had a quarterback that didn't miss on a couple throws earlier, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. So that, that's such You're a big part of this it. game. It's real. It's not shade. It's just look when when you have a play to be made, you've got to you've got to make it. You've sure. got to make the throw, and he's doing that. Whether it's to Ayuk, whether it's to McCaffrey, um, you, you, you hope you get Debo back in the mix at some point. But Purdy, he he looks wise beyond his years, and and I, I like this team. Well, yeah. But 
I think he's the least scary quarterback in sure, the NFC. Sure, because there's mm. no point of – but they don't want him – they don't need him to be scary. They don't. They're not, not with that defense. To, um, to your point, you mentioned Debo Samuel. He's been on the field in months, but he eventually will be. And then Elijah Mitchell will eventually be back. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a second. We do have all these weapons, and we haven't even had a chance to gel with – Purdy being the version that we've seen the last few yep. weeks. Purdy's getting better every single week, and yet he was the second-best quarterback on the field yesterday. Yeah. Can we take a moment to just go through Jared Stidham? Please do. Please they do. They yeah. benched Derek Carr, and everyone's up in arms. How could you do this? It's not Derek Carr's fault. Everything I've been hearing out of Vegas is that, you know what? Stidham's been playing really good in practice. Stidham has been the guy all season that's just been quiet and, like, holding the clipboard and – I think Josh McDaniels wanted to see what they had in Stidham, and now you get him in. And the Derek Carr conversation was like over the second Stidham started playing. It was like, this is the Raiders, what they could have been with all these offensive weapons. And I'm not trying to insult Derek Carr here. He's had some big games too, but for Stidham to come in off the bench amidst what was, was a crazy week after a quarterback for nine years was the face of the franchise, and Stidham's just basically like thrown into the mix and then lights up the number one defense in the league. 500 yards? 500 yards. Like crazy. Like, Hats off to Jared Stidham. And I'm going to give a rare compliment in the sports media world to Josh McDaniels to just saying, you know what? I'll take the bullets. Like, I want to see Stidham out on the field this week. And we're going to show what we've got here in Jared Stidham. Stidham was McDaniels' guy up in New England, brings him over in a trade. And hey, they're playing the Chiefs next week. Like, if I'm Kansas City, they need that game for home field advantage and all that stuff. I guess the last thing you wanted to see was Stidham just lighting him up. This is not going to be a cakewalk next week. And shout out to the leaders in that locker room. I think for McDaniels to make a move like that, he had to know that the guys in that locker room, the leaders, they were okay with it and probably believed in it. And it's not a knock on Derek Carr, but at that point in the season, some struggles and Stidham's a guy who knows the offense was with Josh McDaniels in New England was just like hey let's give Stidham a chance and see what he can do and the one thing Stiddy got in there he was just like hey if Devontae Adams is one-on-one the hell with the offense I'm throwing the ball up to him and Devontae you go out there and make a play so it was fun to watch him get out there and throw the ball all over the field so nice for Stidham. It's such a good point because I think a lot of people thought that Devontae Adams his thoughts about Derek Carr getting benched like oh he's gonna be mad he's gonna pout nope he was like I'll catch a ball from anyone who wants to throw it to me one-on-one throw me the ball make me the money all right okay here's a look at the updated NFC playoff picture Eagles still hanging the balance on the left side of the screen but the Buccaneers at the four spot have clinched the NFC South which was kind of an atrocious division all season long it was up for grabs they took care of business when it mattered most. And now we sit here, Peter, on Good Morning Football on a Monday talking Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They are the winners in that division. Yeah, Brady's unbelievable. That performance yesterday, it was as it's been all season. Buccaneers stink to start the game. They're 14-0. You don't want to see them ever play again. You're like, I cannot watch this team play another down. You've got you should be so, so honored that they even sent the Fox A crew to cover this game because <laughs> it was so bad. And then second half, wait a second. This is the best player to ever play the sport and he's lighting up C.J. Henderson and he's lighting up Keith Taylor and he's like, I've got my guys and we're going to find a way. I'm going to pass us through this thing. Um, Buccaneers, again, no-showed the first half and then second half they come out and they're explosive. Mike Evans has nine straight seasons with 1,000 yards to start his career, the first player in NFL history to do that. He gets his with 200 yards yesterday and Brady was dialed in. Look, the Bucs are going to probably play the Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs and they're going to be at home. And I know you don't want to hear it here if you're a Cowboys fan, but, like, it's a fresh season come playoff time, and they might do exactly what they've done all season. Stink in the first half. You want to fire left foot. You want to fire Bowles. You want to bring in Blaine Gabbert. 
And then at the end of the game, Brady's hugging an executive, Jason Light, the GM, or hugging the offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, or hugging Mike Greenberg, the salary cap guy, because Brady saved the day again. And he should be hugging all of those guys, and they want to never let go, because that's what Brady brings them, a chance to win these games. He was awesome yesterday, yet again, Brady, when it mattered. I don't know what happens at the start of these games, but Brady finishes the job. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, I mean, he's, he's turning on. Like He's got like that next-level energy, and... For the first time in franchise history, back-to-back division titles. I mean, that's why you brought Tom to Tampa Bay, and that's the whole purpose of this. I just still marvel at Tom versus Tom because while everybody his age is cutting back and you know resting and recovering, Tom Brady's throwing more passes than any other quarterback in the NFL right now. He's got more completions, more attempts than any quarterback in the NFL right now. He's leading the NFL in that. Like he's showing no signs of of slowing down and. Yet it was these deep throws, these deep bombs right here that not just the throws, not just the catch, but how about the time? Like Tom versus time, but how about the protection, mm-hmm. time to throw the ball? Tristan Wirfs, you know, healthy again. Going to the Pro Bowl. Huge factor right there. And I, I feel like this team has this belief because they have Tom there that, hey, look, just get the game in the fourth quarter. It's like it's like watching NBA games sometimes. Get the game in the fourth quarter. Our best player is going to find a way to, to, to make a shot, make a play, score some points, and we're going to get a win. Yeah, most guys Tom's age are sitting at tables like this uh-huh. uh, discussing sports. Or rocking chairs. Yeah, like these two guys. But, yes, Tom Brady is unbelievable. At his age, 45 years old, you're typically talking about a quarterback, and you're just like, all right, he's making timing throws. He's throwing the ball before it gets, the receiver gets out of his break. He's just making the right decision because his arm's not as strong. No. Brady's throwing touchdown passes of 63 yards, 57 yards, throwing bombs down the right sideline, which is just unbelievable. And you can never write this guy off. The GOAT, the greatest of all time. No matter what we say, we can say Brady this, Brady that, the struggling, his personal life, this, that, and the third. This guy's commitment, his excellence, his level of greatness, how he picks up everybody around him, it continues to exude itself each and every week, he finds a way. And we said it early on, Kyle put up all the pictures in the NFC South, which quarterback is going to win this division and knock Brady out. And we kept that question mark going. None of them. Brady is right back in the picture going to the playoffs. And who does the NFL playoffs just doesn't feel right without Tom Brady in it. So excited to see him go. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever, you might be able to get close enough to Tom Brady due to good security and great PR to give him a hug. But like, I want to hug you, Tom Brady, because it gives us fodder for the rest of the season. We're a little confused this all this year. We're asking questions like, what's going on with their defense? What's going on with their run game? The Wall Street Journal has a headline today that says, this is the revenge of the geezer quarterbacks. And that's from a, a, a heralded journalistic standard of the Wall Street Journal. He's talking about Tom Brady or Rodgers. But, God, Tom Brady, you know who he went to? It's the guy that we've been wanting to see all season long, mm-hmm. and that's Mike Evans. Three touchdowns for Mike Evans. And I'm frankly surprised that we didn't see a hug between the two of them. Last season, look at these numbers. 1,000-yard receiving seasons. That's nine straight for Mike Evans, just behind Jerry Rice. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the last couple years and the quarterback, but he didn't have Tom Brady for a lot of those seasons. And here's Mike Evans being available to Brady, putting himself in spots. His next highest receiving yards this season, 123. This is the second most times he's been targeted in a game. Efficiency, three touchdowns. But it just means Brady's got eyes for the right guy. And we have just been so confused by this offense all season long. Why can't it get together? But frankly, it doesn't matter. Brady's a gamer. He, I don't care what looks ugly in the first quarter. I don't care what's happened in the second quarter. In the fourth quarter, these two connect when it matters. Brady has his team going in the right direction, and he has him hugging everybody when it matters most. I hope Mike Evans <laughs> kept that ball. 
Yeah. Yeah. Throw it right. into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That guy takes just it. Spit it back out. Yeah. Yeah. It was just another thousand yards. Spit it back out. Yeah, no, yeah. So, Brady, pause. thanks for giving us something to talk about this Monday morning. Shout out, Brady. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Back on Good Morning Football, the Giants were win and in in Week 17, and, well, they took care of business, so they get to tweet the big fancy picture. Big Blue. Oh, my gosh. Happy Brian Dable celebrating with Big Blue Faithful. He went from cigar smoking in the parking lot with the fans. You deserve it, Brian Dable. Cheers. Hats off to you. All right. Game ball. Game ball. Could give it to Coach. Sean, who earned your game ball for their performance this week? All right, yeah, this one, look, this, this ball's going to Daniel Jones. And, nice. And, uh, you know, I've got a couple of things that I'm going to bring up. There's been a lot of discussion about Daniel Jones, a lot of things that were said about him over the last year. I just kind of, we went back and looked at some of the things that said Bleacher Report had a report out by Christopher Knox earlier this year saying, don't expect Dable to turn Jones into a star. Okay. All right, fans will likely be disappointed in the marginal growth that Jones shows Talk in 2022. Oh. All right, how about our, our colleague, James Jones, on the NFL Network said, mm-hmm. I think he's a backup in this league. The Giants will be looking for a quarterback after the season is over. Uh, Sean with the receipts. There's all kinds of receipts. Colin receipts. Coward, oh. all right, on Daniel Jones. Don't you dare what he is, is he My isn't guy. good enough to elevate this mediocre franchise. So oh. all of that shade on Daniel Jones, and I'm going to give him the game ball for what he did. He willed the Giants into the playoffs. Not just the game ball. He might have secured that bag, too. Mm. Oh, Not mad at that. Daniel Jones to Mike Evans okay. down in Tampa Bay. Ten catches, 207 yards, and three touchdowns. It was 11 straight games without a touchdown, and then he just goes off nine straight seasons, over 1,000 yards. But on top of that, listen to what he had to say after the game and watch what he's rocking. It just makes it all worth it. You know, the ball hasn't been bouncing our way this year. Penalties, being undisciplined, guys getting injured, losing games that we should win. And it feels really good to you know, punch our ticket to the postseason. I feel like we play better when our backs are against the wall. It feels like that's been that scenario for mm-hmm. most of this year, too. Today, though, the deep ball for you, for Brady, three touchdowns, a monster game, 207 yards. What was the difference for you guys on that connection? Tom was giving me... A lot of opportunities, and he just kept telling me, I'm going to keep coming to you. And um, you know, I, ran, I ran some good routes, and he threw some unbelievable passes, and uh, they hit me right in the, the bread basket, and I, that was it. Rocking the Carolina, Michael Jordan was a secret Santa gift from Chris Godwin. Is that right? And he wore it to the game, That's yes, and had a Jordan-esque performance. Yeah, wearing the goat jersey, getting balls from the goat. Very good. You know, the Packers' defense has been much maligned over the years, and this season particularly, the way they started off, all these first-round picks, and yet they were getting lit up week after week after week. The Packers' defense looks like the best defensive unit in football outside of San Francisco right now. My game ball goes to Joe Barry, the Mm. defensive coordinator. 
Barry's unit has been working on all cylinders this whole entire hot streak. Now I know you could say, well, they 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 beat the they beat the Rams and they beat the Bears and they beat they beat the Dolphins with Tua concussed in the fourth quarter. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. There are no doubts right now that this unit is playing their best football. And I'll tell you what. Shame on you, the rest of the NFC. Shame on you for letting these guys hang around. If they get in, they play a two seed. I don't care if it's the Niners, if it's the Vikings or whoever. I'm watching this game because this defense is playing the best football it's ever played under Joe Barry. Kenny Clark, unblockable. It's unblockable. Darnell Savage, first pick six. We see you. Peter, you told the Jarrett Sinem story of the week for yeah. his week for his first start in the NFL for the Raiders. How about just this young man's life? He's a Texas-bred quarterback, goes to Baylor, doesn't work out as a quarterback there, transfers to Auburn, becomes a classic SEC quarterback that gets, wow, dream come true. Drafted to the New England Patriots, doesn't work out there, gets traded to the Raiders, has to back up a guy that has been there since he was in high school in Derek Carr. And then, as Peter mentioned, the week goes as it does for Stidham. And then he goes out there, Devontae Adams says, it wasn't playing like he was a backup quarterback, becomes just the second quarterback since 1950 to throw for over 350 and have three touchdowns. Who was the other guy to do it earlier this season? Mike White. My goodness, as a rookie, as a rookie to do that in his first start, my in his first start in the NFL. Jarrett Stidham, unbelievable day for him. Those two picks affected the game, but he looked real, real Stitty. good. My game ball goes to Stiddy. I know, right? You're proud of him, it. huh? I love it. Yeah, he's a really good kid. I remember when he got married, I was in Houston, met his family. Since rookie year, his grandma was like, make sure you don't pick my son off too much. You guys treat him well. So we, we picked him off a lot, and, and now he's playing really well. <laughs> Bills, Bengals tonight. More importantly, though, Jamie Erdahl, will you be cooking a buffalo chicken okay. wing chili uh -oh. to I am, combine I am. Cincinnati and Here's buffalo. what it is. Here's what it is. Allegedly, there is a recipe out there where you use ground chicken, a little bit of buffalo sauce, but it's more of a tomato-based chili, so I am going to make it. I might be taking pictures of it. I might bring it on the show tomorrow. Might have a taste test. You don't know what's going to happen. Buffalo chicken wing chili is happening in my house tonight. Make it spicy. Also, watch the game. Are you going to eat it? No. <laughs> I will. No. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.